Thank you for listening to the Travels with Kev podcast. This is Kev, and I am here to help you get started with traveling, whether you're a beginner just getting started or an intermediate traveler who just needs to fill in the gaps. When I say we, I mean you and I. We're on this journey together to get you to travel. Today's podcast, you might hear a little background noise. That is my niece, Mackenzie, who is helping out today in our temporary studio. So thank you to Mackenzie for helping. Today's topic is nine and counting quick travel tips. This article originally started out, or this podcast comes from an article that I wrote a while back. And it started off with seven, and now we're up to nine travel tips. Each one of these tips came from somebody who was a Facebook follower. And if you have a tip that you think needs to get included with this, let me know. The first travel tip is get a travel buddy. This tip came from my mom, who is not a the, the most confident traveler. And she likes her travel buddy. Usually it's been me or my dad. But she likes someone who knows what they're doing. A travel buddy is helpful for those travelers with travel anxiety like my mom. Plus, they can help those who need a little reassurance that they can travel. Sometimes we use travel buddies to make the trip fun. Sometimes they can be remote, someone who you can text or call if you need help. But the other side of that is not all travel buddies need to be alive. Travel buddies come in all different forms, not just humans. Many travelers I know have fun with a stuffed or plastic animal, such as Betty, a podcaster, of Betty in the Sky, uh, who has Herman, who's a plastic turtle with suction cups on his feet. A buddy of mine brings a stuffed shark when he travels. And my niece Mackenzie has brought an alligator on her train trip, which helped her get from Omaha, Nebraska, back to Wisconsin. Years ago, I used to carry a stuffed target dog with me because it was my past employer. And I'd take photos of him in different places that I visited. He appeared in many of the photos that I took, which helped me share my journey with my team members and my guests in my store. Since I no longer work there, I stopped traveling with him. But sometimes it is nice to have someone to talk to or hold when things are not going right. Point number two, using a Kindle or an e-reader. This suggestion comes from my sister Paula. A travel podcaster that I follow, Jason of Extra Pack of Peanuts, brought up the idea, along with my sister, of a Kindle or an e-reader when he travels. At first, I thought it was excessive to bring possibly both a tablet or an iPad and an e-reader, but he brought up some interesting points. A Kindle or e-reader has less glare than other tablets and may eliminate distractions like push notifications and the tempting Facebook or Instagram button. Or the Travels with Kev webpage, which I am sure everybody gets distracted with. Compared to books, e-readers take up less space and weight. If you're an avid reader, this could be a great way of entertaining during your downtime. Paula also mentioned bringing one old-fashioned book. I often bring the latest issue of Train Magazine. One book is not too much space, but if you have a long trip and packing several books, it could take up a lot of space and weight. Point number three, or tip number three, hack number three, whatever you want to call them, bring a tablet or an iPad. This suggestion came from Kev. Oh, 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 wait, this one's mine. I used to think 
iPads or tablets were overrated and a waste of money. And uh, now I'm on my third one. iPads and tablets are excellent tools for travelers. A tablet can replace a a computer for many applications if you need to send out an email or work as you travel. I use mine to store movies and documents, or you could even store Amtrak route guides if you're taking the train. I also use mine to store and play movies and TV shows while I travel. Some I have purchased through iTunes, others... Other services like Netflix and Prime and and others, Disney Plus, allow you to download them so you can use, so you can watch movies without Wi-Fi. I do have an article, and I'll link it in the show notes, about entertainment on Amtrak, and it kind of talks about that. Tip number four, grab your passport. Soleil is my brother-in-law's aunt and an excellent family supporter, extended family supporter, and she had a great idea. She she said her favorite travel tip is to always bring her passport. That means she is ready to travel the world. Even traveling domestically, it's a good idea to bring your passport with you. Having another form of ID never hurts. You do not need a passport if you're flying domestically, but after May 3rd of 2023, you will either need a state-issued real ID or passport to fly domestically or even internationally. So if you do not have a real ID and don't feel like getting one right away, having a passport will help you out. ID and passport tips. Maintain your passport. Ensure that it and all of your other IDs will not expire during your trip. Don't keep all your IDs in one location. In other words, don't have your wallet and passport in the same area if you can avoid it. And you can apply for a passport before your first trip. If you want to travel internationally, you can start with getting your passport. You do not need to have a trip coming up. In most cases, a passport costs about $180 and takes about 8 to 11 weeks for it to process. Tip number five is ship it instead of carrying it. This suggestion came from Greg. He's a non-relative, but he is my barber. And he brought up a great idea. You can ship your luggage instead of schlepping it to the airport. With the price of check bags, sending your luggage home or to your destination can be cheaper at times. Budget Airlines always charges for carry-ons and for check baggages, and some legacy airlines charge $30 plus for check baggage. And with Amtrak, you cannot always get check bag services between all points. So this could be a great option for you. Plus, sending your luggage can save you time by eliminating waiting time at the airport and standing in line waiting for your check bags to come out. A slight twist to this point. A few times I have sent home some of my dirty clothes instead of bringing it with me, and that allowed me to have extra room in my luggage to bring souvenirs. You can send your basics instead of packing. My sister used to live in Nebraska, and I used to either send stuff out to her or have it as a pickup at Target or stores like that, and that way then I didn't have to pack it and carry things with me buying the little travel size things is often is a waste of money because it will cost you a lot more than if you bought a bigger container. So especially if you're going to family, just see if uh, you can put a little box together that you can keep there if you visit them often. Point number six, or tip number six, hack number six, Alice brings up this next point of snacks. Once again, this is an extended family member. She is my brother-in-law's aunt. Snacks are a must for train travel, bus travel, and road trips, but you can also bring food when you fly. If 
you're flying, check with the TSA regulations or buy snacks at the airport. For first-time travelers, everything costs more at at airports and train stations. But if you need something, you need something. Alice's favorite snack to bring along when she travels is Czech Mix, one of my favorites. I also like to bring beef jerky and granola bars because they do not take up much space. Tip number seven, travel credit cards and point programs. This hack came from Bob, who's a non-relative. Yay, but we, we did go to high school together. But anyway, he brought up a great point about reward program points and credit cards. There are many travel-friendly credit cards, and I'm not going to tell you which ones are the best, but I know some travelers use the Chase Sapphire as their favorite card because of the point programs that it offers. But there are also brand-specific cards that can help you, such as Southwest or Amtrak. Many travelers also use the American Express as well. Each card offers different opportunities, and based on what your availability is, your credit rating, and what you're looking for, these could be great options. If you want to travel internationally, make sure you look for a card with no foreign transactions. Most major transportation carriers, such as Delta, Southwest, Amtrak, hotels, resorts, cruise lines, etc., etc., all carry some sort of a branded credit card. My folks did this with Amtrak and received several free trips plus other bonuses, which they greatly used to visit my sister. Some of these cards have annual fees, and by paying the annual fees, you sometimes get better bonuses. Let's talk about joining point programs. Even if you don't get a transportation credit card, joining a point program as early as possible is the best way to start earning points. A travel tip. Check with the rewards programs that you are involved with to see if you can earn points when you're shopping online. If you're already shopping, why not earn extra points? I gained over 36,000 extra Amtrak points by doing this. And if you have a rewards credit card and shop through the rewards program, you can bank points quickly. The next one, point number eight, be organized. This suggestion comes from a former boss and later I replaced her after she quit. Anyway, Lizzie, her favorite travel tip is one that is near and dear to my heart, packing cubes. If you don't know what they are, they're a kind of like a cloth pouch with a zipper on it. And they they are great for being organized because organization is not my strong point. But I'm better when it comes to traveling. Packing cubes, like I was like I was saying, are a cloth bag where you place your clothing or other travel accessories in them and zip them up. Not only do they keep you organized, but they can sometimes compress your garments and squeeze that little extra out of them so you can get that extra shirt or pair of socks in. If you're a beginner traveler, consider getting a set or two. They come in many brands and price points. There's a few things you should look for when buying packing cubes. Avoid all mesh ones because they're not as durable. You want some mesh so you can see what's inside and some ventilation, but you want to make sure that you have a durable product. Small and medium cubes are often more flexible than bigger ones, but having different sizes will give you the most flexibility. You can get everyone a different color when traveling, so it is easier to tell whose packing cube belongs to who. Look for quality. Not all cubes are built. The packing cubes are built the same. One of my other favorite travel organizational tips is getting a travel folder. For me, it is a simple pocket folder. I have a plastic folder with ear tabs on the top that keep all my papers in from falling out, my travel papers. And one feature of this folder that I really like is that it has a small clear 
pouch on the front that holds transit cards and boarding passes. Number nine in my last tip for this podcast is take care of yourself. This last point comes from Dr. Ben, who is a nurse practitioner and a friend of mine and a great supporter of Travels with Kev. And he reminds us to take care of ourselves. Sometimes we open ourselves up to many things when we travel. So make sure your vaccines are current. Also make sure you don't overdo it. There's been more than one trip that I thought I was in better shape than I really was. And I was hurting the next day. San Francisco is hillier than I thought. Just a little aside there. You also need to make sure that you're drinking plenty of water, especially if you're walking a lot and in warm areas or when you fly. You can get dehydrated as you fly. You can bring reusable water bottles with you when you fly, but it needs to be empty or solid ice when going through the TSA. Ben also suggests that you stay away from alcohol and caffeine drinks when flying. Or if you do partake, don't go crazy. He also suggests packing all of your medications in your carry-on. And make sure you pack a little extra just in case. Also, don't forget to wash your hands and use hand sanitizer. Bringing a face mask doesn't hurt either. It doesn't hurt to wipe down the trays and armrests to ensure things are as clean as possible. I want to thank you for joining today's podcast with our fun suggestions. If you have a suggestion, feel free to reach out to me. My contact information is in the show notes. And if you found value on today's podcast, visit travelswithkev.com backslash value and find out how you can help support. I also want to thank my niece, if you might have heard her in the background, Mackenzie, who was with me today as I was recording this. Thank you for listening to the Travel with Kev podcast. Bye.